Hey, 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 what's up, Tom? What's up, brother? Hey, man. I want to uh, give a big thanks to uh, our sponsors uh, today. Thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you so much for doing what you do for our industry. You give so much love. You give so much love to us. We want to uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Well, in 2019, they changed the industry, right? They changed the industry with both Schedulicity Cares by giving away $5,000 a month to a hairdresser and some barbers, right? And with Schedulicity Pays. Yeah, and Schedulicity Pays was huge. Ginormous. It, yeah, and, and it definitely, definitely will save you money. Yeah. No I mean, doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, a 1.99% processing fee and for $0.10 cents a, a swipe, I mean, you do your research. You can't find better. No, and a free card reader. And a free card reader, that's right, <laughs> which is integrated right into the app, right? So you don't have to leave the app. Everything is, uh, is right there for you. Yeah, and also we want to bring to the family. Yeah, so uh, we're also excited to talk about uh, salon scales and welcome them. Um, and then they give you the price, which then in turn, you, you, uh, you, you forward to your, to your uh, client. So what they're doing is they're doing labor and product. So you charge for your labor, you know, you charge X amount, you know, per, per hour. And then you're also um, charging for your product. But they kind of walk you through that. But more importantly to me is you see exactly how much product you're using. And, and exactly how much product that, it, that it's costing you, right? So, like, I know, for instance, like, I was way undercharging, like, for either a gloss or, or, or for a toner because I was using more product than I was actually charging for it. So, you know, for years and years and years, I've been losing money with those services. Well, now I've, I've readjusted my, schedule, my, my pricing, so now I can, I can make some more money on, on, on those products. Or so, not lose money. <laughs> not lose money. Exactly. I mean, literally, it's crazy when you do a gloss and now it's costing you money. You know, that, that's, that's just silly to it's think like about. like taking your car to a mechanic and they charge you for labor and not for parts. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. So now, now they've given us the ability to charge for that. Um, and, and again, just for me, the, the biggest aha for me was just the awareness of, of, of what these products are actually costing me because I had no clue before. A really, uh, another really cool thing about Salon Scales is that you just put in whatever product line that you're using. And, and it's already preset in the, uh, in the app. You just go to their website and you go, hey, I'm using this product line, that product line, this product line. And it just, it automatically puts it in the app for you. So when you're, when you're weighing your, your product, you just boop, 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 boop. And even if like, like because we're independent, what do you got to do? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> because we're independent, you know, we use, we use, it's not just one product line that we use or one color line that we use. Like I use, um, I use Schwarzkopf uh, Lightner, but I use Redken um, uh, shades and it's, and you're able to put all those products in there so you can weigh exactly, uh, exactly what you, uh, what you want. So they're making it super easy for you. They're making it incredibly easy for you and you're saving money and you can actually make money because I think I said earlier, you can, you can set the price to whatever you want to charge for that. Meaning like if a tube of color is costing you $10, you can mark it up so it's $20. So when you forward that to your client, that um, little bit of a, a margin there as well. It's, it's so great. Um, again, just thank you very much, Salon Scales. Thank you for being on board with us. And, uh, and we can't wait to see how you guys change the industry in 2020. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, man? I wish I was sitting next to you, brother. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. We're sitting in COVID, you know, here. Yeah. Sitting in COVID together. Um, you know, uh, well, one, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so happy that we're able to share as much information about this COVID-19 thing and how it's impacting our industry. Um, you know, I think we've, we've, we've talked to uh, many different sides of this, of this, uh, I don't know, even to call it chaos or whatever, this COVID-19 chaos. Um, so anyways, I'm just kind of happy that, that people are keep listening and, and that we can keep sharing information. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and I'm truly impressed by 
the amount of people that are stepping up or trying to fill in, you know, voids and holes and just, you know, it, it really gives me a whole new perspective of our industry and how awesome the people who are in it are. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, we've been, we've been floating the, uh, the hashtag uh, community with the unity raised and, um, you know, prior to the COVID thing, I, you know, it was, it was at the time it, for us, it wasn't that way, but, you know, it just kind of felt like, like words and it kind of felt like a hashtag and kind of felt whatever, but, you know, we're really seeing it. Um, you know, certainly we're seeing that, that, that uppercase unity as an industry. Um, yeah. You know, come it's up, definitely you know, coming it's to like, life. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And one of my favorite quotes is, you know, you're not tested until you're tested. And, and I think that the community is being tested right now about who's going to be there and who's going to, who's, who's going to stand up for us guys, you know, um, you know, thank goodness for 2014. Thank goodness for the Instagram, because I think what it did is it, it is it allowed us as hairdressers to talk hairdresser to hairdresser and not necessarily have to talk through the brands. You know, we can actually talk hairdresser to hairdresser. And I think that, um, you know, that's exactly what we need right now. We, we need hairdressers supporting hairdressers. I mean, we certainly need the manufacturers and the brands supporting us, but we, we definitely need to pat each other on the back and go like, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to make it through yeah, this. 100%, brother. And today's guests are, are no different, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, from, from, I can't wait to get in the story. Uh, like everybody knows, I, I don't want to know too much of the story till we hear the story, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, for me and, 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 you know, this is kind of a newer, newer company. Like I, I think I first heard about them about, I don't know, eight months ago or so. If, if whatever, if my memory serves me somewhat you know, geographical, um, I think it was, I think it was about eight months ago. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in, in, in what the story is and, and, and how they're helping us little uh, lonely hairdressers out. So, uh, so our guests today are going to be uh, Terry and Dave. And Terry and Dave, um, they, started, uh, they started a company called Tippy. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. I think it, actually, I think it, that's not the whole name, but they'll get it. They'll tell us what that is. Um, they'll uh, correct us uh, like they usually know. do. <laughs> Everybody always corrects me. But, um, but that's what we're talking to. And, and you know, I, I'm really interested in the show. We've actually wanted to get them way before the COVID-19. That we, we kind of wanted to chat them up and, and see what they were up to and, and how they're helping the industry. But, um, but you know, they, they also have some other stuff to add to this convert this COVID-19 conversation so I'm excited about that as well yeah same same you know and I don't know if they were were they in LA when we were there they weren't I think they were in Philly, Philly. so when we were in Philly last time they were they were we actually set up the podcast and they uh I don't know if we stole their table we might have stole their yeah, table I think we did. but uh they were, I think we did we were set up next to them um we had the podcast set up right next to their table in um in the salon centric vip room i just like to drop right. that um salon centric vip room they were, they were set up right next to us i don't know if terry and dave were there but there were some there were some young representatives that were there uh, whoever it was i saw a mean mug you so we stole that corner right. we stole that corner we could uh Listen, it was for the sound, man. We couldn't be in the middle of the room. We'd have never got any. Nobody, all of our mics would have bled the room. Nah, they you were know? gracious yeah. enough to to move, and we appreciate that. Totally. So uh, let's go ahead and get started, man. Um, let, let's bring them in. So, uh, Mr. David and Mr. Terry um, from Tippy, welcome to your day off. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yep. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we can make this happen. I'm glad it only took like a pandemic to get us uh, to get us all together. <laughs> So where where would you like so, to start? Well, well, first off, introduce David. Introduce yourself first, and then Terry, introduce yourself, and then uh, we'll kind of get into uh, what brought you into the industry and what brought you. Uh, what brought and you? How did you guys meet and get together? 
Well, it's funny. I'm Dave Tashton. I'm the CEO. Uh, Terry will introduce himself, but <clears throat> Terry is my, my less attractive brother-in-law and younger <laughs> brother-in-law. Uh, both, uh, both connections to Reading, Pennsylvania, where Terry's from. I married a girl from Reading, Pennsylvania, who uh, is our, our joiner with our mother-in-law, who's now passed away, but she worked behind the chair all her life. Um, I spent my career on Wall Street, ironically. That's why I, I dropped into this industry back in 2015 and talk about night and day. <laughs> and also talk about, thank God I'm not working on Wall Street right now. But uh, oh talking God. about night and day, it's just so fantastic. Uh, it's such a dichotomy. To, but working in this industry has been so different. The first thing I noticed when I got in the industry, we were at, uh, at one of the shows. I think it was uh, a data-driven show, actually. And I turned around to Terry and said, why is everybody hugging everybody here? <laughs> what? All these competitors, everybody's being nice to each other. But it's, it just turned out to be a tremendously different world and, and a really fabulous one for me. Uh, that's my intro, Terry. Hey guys, yeah, I'm Terry, uh, founder of Tippy. Um, I actually grew up in the industry. My mom cut hair, um, you know, so I kind of, you know, being an '80s born child, I went through every haircut possible, you know, from every mullet style you can think of to when my dad thought he could use clippers, um, and then you know, my mom testing perms on my hair and different you know, curling oh, yeah. tools. Yeah, you know, my dad would come home from working like a you know, night shift and I would have like a curling burn, you know, on my forehead, you know, my, <laughs> you know, my mom's like, Hey, I was trying this new tool. You know, unfortunately, you know, I burnt Terry's head, but it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I grew up in the industry and it's, it's funny. You guys are talking about, um, you know, I always kind of had the passion for the industry and the creativeness for it. Um, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I actually ended up going to college to wrestle. That's kind of where my focus went, but I always had this kind of like, uh, regret for not somehow getting back in an industry like my mom was to kind of be creative and to see how she made people you know, look and feel good. Um, so I guess long story short is down the road, I ended up working for a chain of salons and PA called Lords and Ladies as a director of marketing and just got back in the industry that way. So uh, I was pretty excited and that's kind of where this all kind of stemmed from. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, oh. yeah so that, that's pretty cool. So I guess when you married into the family, David, and you're already, you're, you're raising the family in the hairdressing world. Yeah. Uh, and so was it around like a, a dinner conversation? I mean, how did, so how did you guys develop Tippy? How did that get started? How did that conversation start? Well, actually it's Terry. Terry. Yeah. So when I was Go at ahead, Lords, and La I was at Lords and Ladies and I started to hear like, you know, being a marketing guy, I'm so right brain and I'm, you know, ADD, I'm not listening to anything they're talking about business-wise. I'm just thinking about the next campaign. Uh, but I started to hear uh, Terry Durr, the owner of the salon, who's actually our partner in this, talking about tipping and the headaches he had in tipping and the, all the things they were trying, you know, and, and, I, and I never really thought about or paid attention to it. And I started to realize that they're paying the processing fees on the tips and it's not earned income and how they kind of, the staff wants their tips right away. They don't want to wait every two weeks. And then uh, doing cash tips only and put an ATM machine in, which drove me nuts because I took away from my marketing or retail space. Um, plus, we all know ATMs don't look sexy, you know, when they're sitting in the middle of a lobby. Um, so I just, it kind of just, I got fascinated with the, the idea of tipping. And at that time, you know, people were really starting to use PayPal as a form of payment. Um, you know, I don't know if a Venmo was even a thing then. So there's this, obviously, this way of digital you know, payments. Um, how could we create a digital tipping platform? 
so I kind of, I guess, rigged something together, you can say. Um, put something together that was just a very simple platform, you know, a kiosk someone can walk over to, pick a tip amount, and tip a service provider. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure if it was going to work. <laughs> so, so I, you know, uh, it, to be completely honest with you, I put it in two salons that weren't our salons because I figured, you know what, if this doesn't work, I don't want to lose my job too. Um, so, but, right. the, <laughs> but the best thing about it is that actually uh, really started to make sense. You know, it was like the instant gratification that cash used to be. Um, unfortunately, I didn't know much about the, the processing side of it and really the business side of how to make this work and move money from A to Z. Um, so David, obviously my brother-in-law, you know, lived in New York City and we were together as we always were for the holidays. And I had been pestering him, you know, and I had said, listen, I think I, I really feel like I got something here. I know I always come to you with every other crazy idea I have. And you know, you know, sometimes it's going to a, you know, a filing cabinet. We never see this again. But this one, I definitely feel is something. We've tested it. I just don't know how to build it to scale even just for our salons. So I begged them to at least take you know, a month or two to think it through and you know, help me figure out right. the process. If anything, it'd just be a nice gesture just to maybe give some advice. And after he, he could tell you, but after he dug into it, he came back and said, you know, hey, I, not being from the industry, you know, I did some research here and there really is a very gray area. And I think that's what we both realize is, can you take a gray area and create a black and white solution? Um, and that's what we kind of set out to do. Wow. I love it, man. So, so uh, again, walk, walk me through the process. So it's an actual kiosk that's in salons. Is that, is that how it works or is that still how it works or is it now more app based or, or, you know, what's the process of how it works? So we'll talk about it in two sides. We'll talk about it in, uh, pre-COVID and during COVID. <laughs> so, and, and then we go back to, to post-COVID, hopefully. Um, Pre-COVID, uh, we set out to solve two things. Uh, problem one was, like Terry said, um, everybody wanted their tips. Everybody, as when the, there was a migration from cash to plastic. And when we migrated to plastic, everybody's coming up and going, can I put my tip on a credit card? A lot of salons were doing what we made the mistake, mistake of at our salons, which was we put up a sign and said, hell no, no tips on credit cards. We're not paying the processing fee. If you want a tip, here's an ATM over in the corner. That was a disaster for all the obvious reasons. Uh, so we went back to, okay, we're allowing tips on credit cards, which started getting tips back up again, but we're running them through the point of sale. So it's going to be two weeks. You get your tips. We went to all the service professionals and said, you get your tips every two weeks. That was another mm -hmm. disaster. Everybody still wanted to walk out every night with cash. We reverted back to, and this is still going on across the nation, believe it or not. We reverted back to going to the bank every day because nobody's paying in cash. We'd go to the bank, get $1,500 in cash for each location. We had seven locations. Bring that back every night at eight o'clock. Salon closed down. You sit, go through the receipts, and everybody sit around, and we dole out the tips. That was a recipe for disaster again, for all the obvious reasons. So we set out to solve two problems with Tippy. One is, let's get this processing fee off of the salon owner. An average three-quarter million million dollar salon pays about three thousand dollars a year in processing tips, and none of the tip money goes to the salon owner. So the salon owner is not feeling very good about that. So we set out to get that fee off the salon or saving $3,000. That's a lot, of, a lot of money for a salon. The second thing we set out to do was let's get these tips. Let's not wait, make everybody wait two weeks to get them. Let's get these tips into their personal bank accounts. 
every day or every next business day. We solved both of those problems with Tippy. The third thing that happened shocked us, and we'll walk you through what it looks like, but the third thing shocked the hell out of us, and that is we were running it for several months, and all the stylists were coming to us going, holy smokes, our tips are up like 25, 30%. So we went back. It was, we were shocked and we we're like, what the hell's happening here? How could that possibly be? So we went back and started talking to customers and we did some customer surveys. Well, the whole thing centered around one theme. People will tip more if they know you know. And by that we mean, I don't know if you ever saw, if you guys watched Seinfeld, but there was a Seinfeld episode where, uh, where George goes into a pizzeria and uh, he goes to drop a tip in the tip jar. Right as he does that, the pizzeria guy turns around with his back to George. So he doesn't see him drop the tip in the tip jar. <laughs> and so George goes, oh, shoot. Well, I'm a, he reaches in to take the tip back out so he can put it back in when the guy's looking. Of course, the guy turns around, sees him taking it out, accuses him of stealing, and kicks him out of the, the pizzeria. <laughs> it, it's everybody wants to know. They will tip more if they know you know what they're tipping. Back in the old days, they'd walk back, they'd tuck $20 in your apron, your pocket, whatever. They knew you knew what you gave them. Now, when they're right. signing a credit card, what our customers told us was, we don't know that he or she's going to know what we're tipping. It's going to get lost in the morass of the point of sale, whatever. Uh, they're not going to see what I'm tipping. I'm not prone to tip as much. So wow. we, we created a system, and here's how it works. We put a kiosk at the front counter of the salon. The customer hands their card behind the counter. They get checked out. They say, you know, it's a $100 haircut. They swipe it. As they hand the card back, the receptionist is, is facing our kiosk. They tap the photograph of whoever did your service or that we even work for multiple service providers. They tap the photograph. Uh, up pops a keyboard, they key in a hundred for the hundred dollar service and they spin it around. And by the time it's facing the customer, there's this great big picture of whoever cut your hair or colored your hair or whatever. And three suggested tip amounts or custom amount. Customer taps, whatever they want to tap, uh, you know, 20, 25, 30% go. They swipe their card on our terminal. And with that, the stylist has downloaded our mobile app. And as soon as the customer hits go, their mobile app goes cha-ching. Right for cash register. Cha-ching. And <laughs> they look at that and they and it says, Hey, Corey just tipped you $25. Because we took we took your name off the back of the card and everything. So it says, Corey just tipped you $25. They can track their tips, they can do everything. But the cool part is we take those tips and they're in that stylist or barber's bank account next morning. So they go in every next business day. Um, we process the transaction. We actually impose the fee on, it's a small fee, the processing fee on the customer. And the customers, as it turned out, surprisingly to us, did not mind at all paying that small fee. You know, they're paying 50 cents, dollar, whatever it is. They're happy to pay it. Um, and they're only paying it once every six weeks versus, you know, if you're charging the salon so many times, salons losing a lot of money, you're charging the stylist, they're losing a lot of money. So they were happy to pay it. 
Um, hey, David, a real quick question. Um, and just because we've, uh, we've had a couple call phone calls with the, with the PBA over the last couple of weeks now, does, by going through tippy, does, does the salon also not have to pay the FICA on that tip? Because I know that, um, I know that, I know that, that the FICA also has to be taken out on those tips as well. Fame, famous question. Everybody asks it. Everybody calls and says, this is great. We don't have to pay. You still in any W2 salon, mm -hmm. Um, the IRS will not let you, and we've tried every which way, but they will not let you bifurcate tips and payroll or tips and commissions. So no, you still have to pay <laughs> payroll taxes on it. And what we do is- So we, the, salon, the salon still has to yeah. pay that. So by them bringing in the tippy, it's not, okay. Yep, it does. Unfortunately, doesn't. it saves the 3,000 yeah. processing fees. We can't help them out. Now we're working with PBA on the FICA issue working hard on sure. that and we've contributed some money towards that and working towards that and hopefully uh that may be one good thing that comes out of covid because it's really opened up the whole payroll tax discussion for the nationwide so their pba is just pressing hard on that right now we got our fingers crossed but no yeah we do too yeah yeah, yeah we had them on too <laughs> and we talked about that and i think you know and we talked to the guys that are uh, the lobbyists that are um been working on this for for a decade they said so yeah we're hoping that it, that does make it through in phase four they talked about but so what a great solution to a problem Smart. that you guys developed <laughs> especially for the how salon about the, owner, how, right? about the how about the 30 percent that the, the the tips going up turned out to be the biggest benefit and it's something we never even expected and and the funny thing is yeah. when your phone goes off at your station and somebody else is in the hair getting their hair in the chair getting their hair cut and they go, what's that? And you go, oh, Corey just tipped me uh, $25. Next customer goes, oh, damn. Well, <laughs> they got me yeah. now. <laughs> right. Yeah. David, here, here. Here's a story. I we uh, Tony and I used to work with a uh, with a service professional. I, I won't give out her name, but Tony, I'll tell you who it is later. Um, and at Christmas time, what she would do is she would put a hundred dollars on her um, on her uh, on her like countertop, and then when people were like. When they asked about it, she go, "Oh yeah, that was a Christmas tip that I got." And what it did, it automatically bumped up, you know, whatever Christmas tip. And, right. and by the way, this was like right. th Tony. We were working on Woodmont, so this was uh, wow. that was like mid '90s, you know. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy. Uh, well, it was also the hype of the. It was at the peak of the uh, the the internet boom and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, man, she was genius for that. Well, that, that Do you know who that was, Tony? Uh, I, I can guess, but no. <laughs> I'll tell you. No. It, it was it was it was an incredible like uh, uh uh we'll call it well we won't call it we won't call it a scam as I wink at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that movie, my, my big fat Greek wedding, when the bus driver, yeah. you know, the the tour bus driver at the end as people are getting off, he's going, he's talking really loudly, going, "Thank you for the twenty dollar tip. Thank you for the thirty dollar tip." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Terry, I know Terry's in a in a bad zone there. They're having trouble with the internet, so we may lose them in and out. But, but Terry, uh, you know, I'm not a salon guy. Terry is, and what they noticed, which also shocked us, was every time somebody did an upsell, say they did uh, uh, power treatment or something, power dose, um, they get five dollars extra in the tip. It's one thing if you get that every two weeks, but if you're sitting in your chair, you just you just upsold a power dose. And and uh, you got an extra five bucks, and it goes to Ching. And instead of twenty five, you got thirty. Guess what you're going to do with your next customer? You're going to upsell again. It's instant gratification. Sure. And so we we couldn't figure out again. The salon couldn't figure out. Oh my God, we're doing seeing a lot more upsells now. 
it's that instant gratification. And uh, so we saw a lot more upsells in Solana. But I got to tell you, that's it, it, that's tippy. It's that's pre-COVID. What we're like flipping about right now is um, a couple weeks ago, our our controller came to us and said, "Hey, I got an idea because we're trying to figure out how do we help people right now. What are we going to do? We can't let this opportunity pass by. This the next several months is going to be a defining moment for us as individuals." And, and us as a company. And the last thing you want to do is wake up and it's September and COVID's over and everybody's back normal. And we say, what did we do? And we did nothing. And she came to us and said, why don't we make this virtual? We've got all these customers that are calling into salons going, how do we get in touch with our stylist? How do we help her out? I went over to our, my, uh, my pet groomer. She called and said, how you doing? You know, can you bring your dog in? I'm like, no, I'm not bringing my dog in right now. But I went over there and I charged my $65. I kind of paid it for it. I charged $65, said here, and here's the $20 tip. And I'll bring my dog in in a couple months when things are good again. She so appreciated that. So our tech guys went to work and did not sleep for a week. Literally did not see a pillow for a week. And they built uh, what we call Tip It Forward. And we launched it last Thursday. And it was freaking amazing. It, uh, it, we, it, it effectively, we, any salon can sign up. It's free. We're, there's no setup fee. We're not charging anybody anything. Uh, the, we just send the salon an email with a link. They get their stylist or barbers to download the mobile app, which takes five minutes. And then they send the link out to all their customers. Customer opens up the link. It says, hey, you know, uh, some of the customers were inquiring as to how do they keep in touch with their stylist. Here you go. And uh, everybody's pictures pops up. You pop on your service provider, your service professional, you click it, you tip them. We have 10, 25 and $50 tips plus custom amounts. And uh, they tip and then they have a message. And the messages and the tips that we saw this outpouring, whatever they do, goes right to the service professional. The service professional with their phone goes to Ching right at home. And it goes, hey, um, such and such just tipped you. And here's a message from he or she. And the messages wow. and the monies. Now, our average tip in a salon is $17.84. Our average tip last Thursday with this was over $65. And here's the cool part of the whole thing. These are not tips. We went to the IRS. These are donations. We effectively built a GoFundMe for the beauty industry. So until salons open up, you put this in, it, it's easy. It's nothing to do. And it's free. And every dollar that's going to your, your stylist, your barber, your service professional, your colorist is tax-free. So if somebody's tipping you $65, you're getting $65. You don't have to pay income taxes. The salon, the barbershop does not have to pay payroll taxes on it. This is the same as a GoFundMe. Now that lasts until they're back in the salon and then it goes back to being salary and tips and things like that. But right now it's donations. Wow. So David, so can we, as individual, um, like Tony and I, we're suite owners. Can as suite owners, can we set this up as well? Do, we don't need we don't need a salon backing for it, correct? You don't need a salon backing for it. We're more structured for salons uh, from the rules we have to adhere to in processing. 
So we're not right. really as as structured for uh, for individual suite owners. Uh, so uh, really, suite owners need to. I, a terrible thing for me to send this to a competitor, but the suite owners, go fund me. Um, if you want to talk after the show, I'm sure we we can we can do some things. But uh, but primarily, it's for W two salons because they, they're, they're different regulations for individuals that have their own merchant accounts. Sure. That's awesome. And then what, um, what, so the processing fee is actually being covered by, by the, the client as opposed to the service provider. Is, is yes. that what I'm understanding? Yep. In, in both cases, what we do in this, in this tip at board that we have right now is, uh, somebody wants to tip, uh, $50. Then, uh, as they go to check out with their $50, they put in their message, whatever message you want to send to you. And then, a uh, little card comes up and it says fifty dollars plus, you know, a dollar fifty or whatever the fee is. So it's fifty-one fifty. And is the fee done per transaction or is it done by on a percentage? Uh, it's a combination. It's uh, roughly three percent and a dollar. Got it. That's pretty awesome, man. It's That's really amazing. It's, I'm excited. Yeah, it's really cool. And and I gotta tell you, that fee is is what helps us. The three, the three or three and a half percent, whatever it is, goes to our processing company. The dollar is what we take, and we take uh, we take that. That's what helps us get the money. You don't have to wait three days. It goes right from there into your personal bank account the next day, and that's that's what costs us money to do it that quickly. Wow! And what what a what a great solution. And during this COVID nineteen, what a what a great way to help the industry and and and, and to consider it to be a donate uh, a gift or a you know, a kind of a GoFundMe type of charity. That's, that's brilliant. What a, what a way to help someone, especially for hairdressers. Cause when we don't work, we, we're not making any money. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and people, you know, solution. some of the salons were, were sending out um, GoFundMe accounts and, and like bucket jars and things like that. What the feedback we've gotten is a lot more salons prefer to send us out because it's not as much a, Hey, go go give us some money it's it's more personalized it's got the message it's do you want to talk to do you want to get in touch with your your stylist your barber do you want to talk to them do you want to send them a nice message do you want to support them you don't have to do a tip you can send this right through without a tip and send a message if you want yeah we should have had this conversation a month ago or three weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately no. you still got some time Right. Yeah. True. Right. Well, you know, and I, Terry and I are like, who wouldn't do this? Every day counts. It's 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 untaxable dollars until your salon opens up again. Get on board. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have clients reaching out to me every day. Hey, you know, how can I tip you? How can I? Can I you know, I have one guy's like, you know, he's like, I want to keep my routine. So how do I pay you continually every three weeks? You know, it's just. Yeah, because your clients do want to help you. They do want to give back to you. They do want to support you. So, and what a great way. Then they want to bribe you so they can get in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because you know when it, <laughs> they're like, when the door's open, I want the 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 6, you know, 11 a.m. slot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the truth. You know, uh, David and Terry, I was, um, uh, Tony and I have a good friend who owns a salon in Raleigh, North Carolina, and, and, and his uh, annual revenues are about three and a half million a year. It's a pretty successful salon. Um, and uh, off air months, maybe a year ago, we were having a conversation just about processing fees and about, um, and about like the FICA tax and stuff like that. Anyways, at the end of the day, uh, tips alone 
I think he said we're costing him over a hundred thousand dollars in processing fees and, 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 and this, and this FICA tax. So, you know, just, it's amazing. I mean, obviously at this point, maybe in phase four, he can't avoid the FICA, but, but for him to avoid some of those processing fees is pretty amazing. I mean, can you imagine what he could do with an extra hundred thousand dollars in, in his business? You know, being a marketing guy, I mean, that's a huge budget, you know, or, if, you know, for product, you know, to get different product or, I mean, clearly education is the thing that like drives this industry, you know, and to have that kind of income aside for, or savings aside for, you know, to bring guys in like Sam Via and, you know, people like that. I mean, that's, that goes a long way, you know, so hopefully the, you know, those are the kind of savings that salons can benefit that we can provide. Yeah. We need to kind of and, connect and our friend, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our friend, he's very much the pay it forward guy, you know, so he would definitely take that hundred grand and, and pay it forward into his salon or, or, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I remember having that conversation and now you guys are talking about this and like my light bulb is like huge now, right? It's just yeah. it's like, oh, well this makes all, this makes sense. And even if you're not a $3 million salon, I mean, you know, at 3%, you know, it's not, it's not, I'm going to say it's not hard math, but I probably already messed the math up, <laughs> but you know, at, at 3%, man, I mean, that's, that's a big, yeah, you said average of 3000 a year per salon on average. Yeah. So, well, you, you think about this, think about what you pay for your point of sale. You know, we've, uh, STX, I don't know if you know Jeff Mason over at STX, they reached out to us and they said all their, all the point of sales right now uh, are getting calls from their salons going, hey, wait a minute, I'm paying for this, but I'm not using you guys these last last two months because of COVID. And why do I have to pay my $300? And so what's happening now is all these salons, as they're, launch, as they're getting ready to reopen, they want to save every penny. And uh, Jeff over at STX said, holy smokes, why don't we team up? We'll put Tippy in a salon. If that saves them $3,000 a year, that effectively pays for their point of sale for the year. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, got, like you said earlier, it's people like that, like Jeff and these other, everyone's trying to think of like what benefit can they add to their to their salon base and everyone's helping each other out. So it's pretty cool to see everybody share. You now, even like you guys sharing the story, connecting dots, thinking who could benefit from it, you know, whether it's a big salon or not, you know, we're in salons that are five chairs to salons that have five locations. It's, right. you know, everyone can benefit it that somehow on any scale, you know, even if it's $1,500 of savings that someone small is going to save that $1,500. I mean, that's a decent Facebook campaign for the year, you know, for marketing to drive business. So there's all kinds of good things, I think. Yeah, I'm surprised PR Partners not using it because we came from a a, a a salon that I mean they have 15 salons now. They've twice they got they grew twice as large since we left. But uh, I know that was one of the biggest things that they they would uh, face. And, and and as David was explaining, you know, like the process of you know with the ATM and all these different things, and then you go back. They totally did all that. It was so funny as you're explaining that I saw PR partners do these things. I'm like laughing and, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I think that would be a great fit with these, these guys as well. So you're right. These light bulbs are going off like, Oh man, they would be great here and great there because, uh, at the end of the day, it's about everybody winning. And, and to me, it seems like a, a great solution to a lot of different little problems on both sides. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting too, because before, um, you know, before even like, uh, again, I was aware of Tippy. like it was, it was one of those, like those, uh, issues that I, it was just the cost of business, you know, and now you guys have kind of figured out like how to, how to, how a workaround around the cost of business and how you can save money for, um, 
you know, for the industry, which, which we, which we all, all, all appreciate. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Appreciate it. And I love, I love like the, the donation thing, right? So because we're not at work, it's, 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 uh, seen as, as a donation as opposed to income then. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you're at, well, go ahead there. Well, I mean, you can chime in on that, but like one thing I thought of yesterday is I'm seeing a lot of stylists, um, kind of, you're just trying to stay connected. So they're doing like a live stream on Instagram of a, of like a kind of stay at home, updo hair or whatever it might be, or sent up a hair care regimen. And it's like, if they're doing that, the client probably wants to thank them somehow, you know, and why not thank them through you no know, tip it forward, you know, with a donation to them. And if their links on there, if the salon shares the link, I mean, it's a great way to do it and to be able to add a message to it and make it a little bit more personal. Um, of course we're biased and we think it's better than using something like Venmo or PayPal because this is a personal aspect to it. It's industry related. Um, and then obviously if they go back to their salon, you know, they decide to use tippy too because they've already gone, got familiar with the process and the brand and the client's already familiar with the brand and the process. Um, you know, hopefully that comes out of it, but the idea of being able to give them some type of income during a very downtime, you know, is I think it's a big deal for all of us. You know, we're all kind of in that boat right now. So Sorry, David, you can explain. No, I, I was, yeah, as far as uh, taxation, um, if, if somebody is at home and this is not tied to a service, it is strictly a donation. Now, it gets gray as soon as the salon opens back up again. It's very difficult because somehow if they're on commission and they're getting their commissions, et cetera, uh, IRS is going to have difficulty separating the two. But when the salons close like this, 100%, uh, it is not tied to any service and it's, it's a donation. Um, so that that's, how that, it's, that's how that's worked out. Yeah. Awesome. It's love that. Well, I love that fellas. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, no, completely. We, we appreciate you spreading the love on it, man. We want to, we've got a goal and our, Terry and our, our, our kids are, um, I've got nine year old and Terry's got uh, two kids roughly same ages and they're talking every day and we're running this competition. And we said, Let's make a difference and let's see how many locations we can get up because we're not really making money to speak of on the, on the tip it forward part. We make money when we get tippy back in the salon, but we, we know this makes a huge, huge, huge difference to people. I mean, can you imagine when we last Thursday, we saw multiple $500 tips come through and can you imagine somebody sitting at home all of a sudden with, doesn't know how they're going to pay the rent the next month and cha-ching a $500 tip comes through that's tax free. And so we've got our kids counting locations every day, seeing how much of a difference we can make with this until things get open back up again. And it's making, it's making a huge difference to, to whoever does it. I, I see it. I mean, as soon as you say, can you imagine not knowing you know, how you're going to pay your rent and then getting a $500 tip? I mean, you know, that feels like a blessing, right? It feels like, Oh my God. Feels like so we, First, we thought the system was broke. <laughs> we saw a 500 tip. We're like, oh, there's a glitch. And then we're like, oh, no, it's real. They're, you know, they're obviously very thankful. And by the way, Terry said that that is the first person going back into that salon. I'm sure they got slot A as soon as they opened that <laughs> So really, it's not about the donation. It's just about like exactly. a, a, yeah. how, to, how to manipulate a, your, your next appointment. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's incredible. 
Fellas, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, what you're doing for the industry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of watch how you guys uh, just keep an eye on you guys for the next few years. I can't wait to watch yeah, it. Before we wrap this up right. and close it down, is there anything that you guys, either one of you guys want to say, what you guys, uh, you know, is there any last, last few words that you want to put out there before we shut it down? I think uh, the big thing is, uh, any, obviously anyone who wants information, go to meettippy.com. And they can go there. You know, there's a there's a tab on there for a tip it forward. Anyone who could take advantage of that right now for free, obviously we're encouraging them to do it. We have a whole uh, success team that's they're all from industry with me and PA here. They're they're great and they're again they've been behind the chair, behind the desk, ran a salon, ran the call center. Um, so they're fantastic. Anyone who's just interested that fills it in, they get on the phone with them right away, just talk through it. And of course, some people sign up, some don't but they're actually talking to someone that's been behind the chair or been behind the desk and it can explain all the benefits and maybe the, the hiccups or the, the battles they might have. Um, but they're, we're very transparent when we talk to the salons or service professionals. Um, so we, you know, as much as Dave and I love to talk about it, they're really the heart heartbeat of the company. So we try to get everyone on the phone with them because they're going to get full transparency about, Hey, you might get this from your staff, but here's how we handle that situation. Um, here's, you know, you might have this hiccup and downloading the app. If someone who does not tech savvy, um, here's how we handle that. Um, so yeah, go to the website. You can get more information there. We encourage everyone to reach out. We'll help anyone out. We can. That's awesome. Guys, again, thank you very much. Um, I'm big. I'm a big fan of, of what you guys are up to. I'm, and, you know, I'm a big fan of anybody that's helping the industry. And I truly see you guys as help. Um, clearly, there's a business behind it. But, you know, that, that that's how these things roll. But you guys are making it easy on the industry. You're making it easy on, on these salons. And, and honestly, you know, moving forward, um, I think David kind of alluded to it a little bit. Like, we're going to need as much financial help as an industry as we possibly can. And, and, and if they can if, if some of these salons can, can save, you know, a few thousand bucks um, by using Tippy, I, I, I think it's a no brainer. I mean, I encourage everybody to, to kind of get in there and do it. And, you know, you're paying, you're, you're, you're forwarding those costs to your, to your customers. And like you said, I mean, 3%, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, you waste 3% on a, you know, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So DoorDash is 15%. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And the more that becomes the norm, then the more that, um, you know, paying these things forward um, become the norm as well. And I, I just can't thank you guys enough. And just that I know Tony and I really appreciate what you guys are doing for the industry. So once again, thank you very much. Thank you. Meettippy.com. Um, thank you, David. And thank you, Terry. And thank you for joining us on your day off. You guys rock. Thanks so much. Stay safe. Thanks, son. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.